1: Ready?
2: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening,
3: South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, we're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Forty Road, where I am staring out on a sea of uh, tomatoes in one-gallon containers.
4: And uh, so uh, and every, uh, looked to me, like we had every variety that we've talked about in the uh, smaller version. Oh, good. Yeah, type, good. Tycoon. Peach 968 uh, Ruby Crush, 602, all, all of those that, uh, all the Rodeo Tomatoes, 8849. So, it's if you if you're still interested in uh, a fall tomato crop, yeah. Or you know, I even mentioned this in the paper today that now is uh, you want to use the largest variety the right re- solution, uh, available in these 1 gallon containers is uh, fits the bill perfectly.
3: And um although I kind of uh, there are a lot of them in front of us. Uh, a lot of people have been buying them cuz I can see gaps where uh-huh. where they've picked out the ones they wanted. And I think that's that's Ty that's Tycoon over there which has gotten people that have bought it and that's the cherry I think, right? Where where we're uh, seeing the gap.
4: Yeah, Ruby Crush on one. They're, they're kind of spread oh, are they just all... and then there's Tycoon over there the to the left, too. A large... Oh,
3: okay. Okay, good. So you may want to come over here and uh, pick it up uh, as soon as you can. Or you know what? You can call the nursery, too. That's a great service. They do at 210-497-3760 and say, hey, do you got Tycoons in the one gallon? And put aside three for me. I'm going to be there tomorrow. That's 210 497 3760. By the way, our phone number, 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. You had a tomato question, I think, before we started. Yeah.
4: Yeah, well, you know, we've talked about uh, how hard it is if you start with two inch uh, containers for tomatoes in the fall, because it's, yeah. especially now, you know, we're getting to 102 degrees. Um, and one of our gardeners, uh, she she had started with four and a half inch, and she even had a little trouble keeping those uh, in good shape. So she was going to replace part of her her, her tomatoes with the one gallons. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So she'll have... Yeah. So it was just... Because what's happened, if your tomato... Uh, if you've got, let's see, mine have been in for uh, like three weeks, four weeks, and what happens? They they get kind of leggy, the the leaves get kind of uh, thin. Um, they wanna yeah, they wanna they want to bloom, uh, but uh, basically they're working on roots and they're working on surviving in yeah. uh, heat. He, you have to water them every day. That's I mean, there's, there's usually no way you can get away with that uh, without watering containers for sure and then in the garden
5: even every day uh yeah I looked at the, uh, tomatoes that i walked up and uh, they've got some perfect in smaller container four and a half inch and they've got gallons of course. yeah
4: that's what we're talking
5: about All, every but uh, almost
4: every tomato that we've talked about is available in the gallons
5: if you want to grow your own gallon at this time of the year they've got some great uh uh, tycoons out there in four and a half inch. Now they got some really tall ones too. Yeah, I saw those.
4: And that that one of the gardeners that came by this morning uh, talked about it. Was it still practical to do the one to to pot them up from four and a half inch to one gallon? I suggested she plant them directly into the garden, uh, but uh, you that doesn't really change anything. You could go ahead. Little The one thing about the the one-gallon container, a little easier to control. You can take them out of full sun in the right. late afternoon. Right. When it's 102 degrees, uh, uh, the tomatoes don't squat too much if you put them in the shade during the
5: afternoon. Yeah, put them in morning sun, afternoon shade. Yeah. Uh, I, we uh, the, the, uh, they are predicting a hundred degree temperatures for the next week or two. Yeah, <laughs> hundred and two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Calvin all the weather. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in in, we are in trouble. He, he's gonna be acting hot in a, a fifteen or twenty minutes. Man. It's you know. actually not bad. It's, uh, it's 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 wonderful, Milton. It's
3: hot, but the uh, the humidity I think is real low because it doesn't feel. Too high. We got the fans on behind yeah. us too. There's a little bit of a breeze. Why don't
5: you have the overhead fan on? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this there is, we go. This is turn every fan that you got on Dave. <laughs> but anyway, I I think if you haven't, if somebody hasn't planted yet, and they're worried about the heat for the heat on the tomatoes, <laughs> uh, and they want to do it economically I won't say cheap yes economically sounds much <laughs> much better uh, they it doesn't
3: make us cheap people feel bad when you say that
5: they uh, they can pot them up you know get a get some uh, get some black pots uh, they're not uh, potting very much. mix yeah. and uh, pot them up in in, in uh, the four and a half inch like I say tycoons available and uh and then like you say keep them almost uh, we we'll keep them in the shade morning sun afternoon shade's the best until this hot heat spell is over well don't
4: uh, and those folks that did plant their four and a half inch don't get uh, <clears throat> too discouraged i mean we talk about this every year in the fall and this has been a this is even a hotter year than we usually experience but those tomatoes that look a little uh leggy and yeah, uh, right. short uh narrow leaved uh they're busy they're putting some root system down there and they're and, and it's amazing you, when the weather gets a little more mild uh in three four days you'll you'll see a real conversion they're ready for action when the weather does get to, to the point where they can set fruit
5: yeah uh. It's interesting, I, I, uh, I plant some tomatoes down south with a grower down there. And uh, <clears throat> I asked him, he got a greenhouse. He plants some in the greenhouse and some outside. And uh, I wrote him the other day and asked him was he ready for some tomatoes down there. And they wrote back, yeah, we're ready for them, but all we want is tycoons. Because last year, I always like to put three, three or four different varieties down. there. last year every variety got killed by that virus except tycoon. So now he's going 100% tycoon. Mm.
4: That's a, that's like the a
5: whiteflies. Uh, it was it was yeah. spread by whiteflies, and they're down in the brush country. How,
4: yeah, how many years ago was that? Six or seven years ago, when we went through that same kind of thing with yeah. stores on tycoon.
5: Yeah, <clears throat> so. uh, it, it's when it's when Tycoon. I guess Tycoon had been on the market uh, a couple of years, or cut two years, and uh, we. They said it was resistant to that new virus.
4: Yeah, I know that the grower, the grower that I uh, was on one of the board of directors, I think San Antonio River Authority, uh, and he's from <coughs> Tavoli. And he, he was ra- ra- raving about uh, Tycoon uh, for months, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so I finally, I mentioned it to you, and then you, then you played your game and pretended you didn't know it. But uh,
5: <laughs> but when that, when that virus uh, came out, uh, affected the plant, it killed every or it damaged every variety except Tycoon and that's the way it worked in this greenhouse down down south. Yeah, outside and inside.
4: That was a uh, it was kind of there was a complex situation too. Wasn't the white fly movement because of the Right. Because of the cotton. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the uh, uh, It
5: is every. it is every year. Yeah, every after time they, they harvest are, the cotton. Yeah, and there's
4: some there's a well there, the law dictates how you have to manage the cotton. <laughs> And, you know, there's a certain requirement in terms of removing the foliage and things. And then yeah. the response is the the whiteflies have no place. Just <laughs> that, so they'd go after the tomatoes.
5: But I've checked the new varieties, the new uh, rodeo tomato varieties that we've had. And uh, none of them claim that they're resistant to that particular hmm. virus. So I guess we'll he'll plant all tycoon this year. Kind of like Steve Brown.
4: Yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, I've already
5: once he, once he gets on tycoon, uh, yeah. he don't want to go anywhere else.
4: I've got the uh, both the eighty-eight forty-nines and the uh, uh, 1823s, eighteen twenty two past type, two past uh, rodeo tomatoes that that s- performed pretty well this spring. Yeah, but I all yeah I do have tycoons.
5: Remember, remember that all of our tomato varieties are tested uh they're tested uh, outside in other words they're grown in, in these hot conditions so they can they can pretty well tolerate in other words survive hot weather if they have moisture that's the important thing and that uh, and uh,
4: that's serious i mean that means <laughs> watering them every day
5: yeah it, it does pre- that's that's why it, we tell people it's uh in the fall it's it's very important to have uh drip irrigation so you can so you can give them a little drink uh every day
4: well it used to be what what did drip irrigation used to be called daily what, the name included a a daily uh watering i don't remember what it was but it was uh, mm-hmm. the the whole idea was that you uh, gave them a uh, ration of wa- water to uh, a designated por- portion of the roots every single day. They had to get it. If if they didn't, then that you you would not have that feeder root system right. in place, right. uh, efficient enough to, to survive on that little bit of water. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, yeah, that that's a uh, the uh, drip irrigation. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of. It's really an interesting story because because even if you did it every single day, you generally save a lot of water. Plus, it's
5: no, yeah, it's uh, very effective in terms of plants. And uh, as far you know, we've changed our recommendations of I think last uh, last year uh, to put some kind of shading material or shade a blank or. Or something to give them afternoon shading, tomato transplant, afternoon shading from the uh, sun, the hot sun. And uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Verstraten, uh, who's passed away now, uh, in his fall in his fall tomatoes, uh, he would always put a wicker basket. Over the, over the plants. because course, they weren't staked or anything. But, uh, in the so in the after at noon, he would put a, a basket over them, a shade over them, and then take it off, uh, later on in the evening. And, uh, he grew some of the best tomatoes ever grown around here. So, uh, I, th- I think with this extremely hot weather, uh, it should sure not hurt to give them a little a bit of shade.
4: Another one of those impacts from climate change. Huh?
5: And there you go. Yeah. There you go.
4: The wicker whip, the basket <laughs> theory yeah. uh, mechanism or something.
5: So well, how are you doing, Milton? I, I'm doing okay. Just Long time no see. You not, you're not saying you're not saying much today. I'm looking at the weather. Uh, forget it. Don't quit looking at the weather.
3: Yeah, do not look at the do not look at the heat index. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I keep looking at it, and hoping that uh, some moisture will be predicted. Um, but I guess it would be it would be wonderful if it got down to the uh, high down to 90 there. Yeah, and then. Uh, well, let's see. Sometime in August, we generally expect a nighttime cooling.
5: Yeah, <laughs> just a, f- a
4: few a few degrees at night. If it got down to seventy at night, would be real
5: desirable. Do you know? Do you know what it was last night at ten o'clock?
4: No, but I know. I, th- I think the the, the, <laughs> the low was the low was seventy
5: eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always say we know summer's here. When the temperatures are ninety degrees at uh, nine o'clock, yeah, and yeah. that's about what it was yesterday. Yeah, I, was, I think it was Late eight, night.
3: Yeah, we were trying to figure out about the cats and whether yeah. they wanted to be out or not. And <laughs> they did not. And it was it looked at the phone, yeah, and it was uh, high eighties,
5: yeah. early nineties. Yeah. And tomatoes don't set fruit oh. at uh, that that uh, that temperature, but that's a good thing for fall tomatoes because they're establishing their root system.
3: Okay, so you yeah. want them to...
4: Yeah, well, I want them no, to... Now, you're going to have to talk to my Ruby Crush and BHN nine sixty eight. Oh, no, are they setting
5: tomatoes? Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, you know, we... We uh, we determined that that was the uh, only heat-setting tomato, uh, cherry tomato, because everybody before... 968 was always saying uh, all cherries set in hot temperature, and we had a trial out, and 968 was included, and that was the only thing that set tomatoes.
4: They are just, in the
5: heat. Yeah, you even if you
4: have a serious talk with them. They, they say, <laughs> hey, we 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 uh, are independent and we set our own, but they. Uh, they don't look they don't look as bad as uh, some of the larger tomatoes in terms of the legginess, but they are they're still pretty leggy. Oh yeah, and uh, blooming up a storm. They don't later, you know. Later, there'll be fifty or sixty tomatoes on each yeah. plant. Now there's only seven
5: or eight, nine, ten. And that's interesting about nine sixty eight being heat tolerant, but because. Uh, we first discovered it, or found it, in the greenhouse, in the growing under greenhouse conditions. That's why it impressed us, and uh, but uh, it it's it stood the test of time, out in in the heat as well.
4: Yeah, you keep talking about the greenhouse. I <clears throat> at this in this kind of weather, I don't even like to get near my greenhouse.
5: <laughs> Fred,
4: you might uh, burst in the flame. Yeah, uh, uh, the oven. You know the. Doors wide open, of course. Uh, well, and that's one of the factors. Commercial greenhouses, uh, uh, weighing the costs of keeping things cool. No, oh, yeah, is uh, is a real factor. All right,
3: 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. I want to tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. If It's bugging you in your house and causing problems. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you. Uh, These guys have been doing it, Warren Remy. And Warren is supposed to call us uh, tomorrow at um, at 1 o'clock. Keeps the promise. We're keeping our fingers crossed. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Warren Warren's weekends are busy, so uh, we'll see if he does. Sure. But
4: I mean, the fishing should be. I mean, yeah. couldn't he fish earlier than earlier or later? Yeah, or so? I don't know. No, I think it's, it's it's he's where he's out
3: places where they don't get phone reception. Is the no. problem? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Warren does a great job, and uh, he, he, all you do is have to find somebody. There's
4: Paul's over there. Yeah, behind. we're
3: going to talk to Paul in just a, a minute, actually. So Paul's here. We're not calling Paul. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the men's garden club Uh, but uh, yeah so um, uh, if it's uh, talk to anybody that uses warren read the reviews online about warren and uh, you will absolutely love uh, the uh, what they have to say in many cases they'll tell you that they were uh, using somebody else and not happy and then they found warren and they're Never used anybody else. They've been so happy. So give them a call at 210-656-3721. As soon as you see that problem, don't wait. 210-656-3721 or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Back in a moment, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. The number to call to be a part of the show, 210-308-8867, 210 210- 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Milburgers, and Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Milburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11, and it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess, it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210 497 three, seven, six, zero. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free, screenings for you free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay and this one is for kids and adults so be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the lions club and help them achieve their mission for more information on both these events go to millburger nursery.com millburger nursery.com
6: the cal thomas commentary is brought to you by values through media Now, here's syndicated columnist, Gal Thomas.
1: These days, even a presidential visit to the victims of mass shootings are not free of controversy. Politicians who would have attacked President Trump had he not gone to Dayton and El Paso attacked him because he did. Joe Biden, who wants to take his place and unravel the economy with higher taxes and more regulations, blamed the president for, quote, the carnage. Who did Biden blame for all the murders that occurred during his and Obama's administration? Who's responsible for the continuing shootings and murders in Baltimore and Chicago, the homeless in Los Angeles and the filthy streets in San Francisco, all run by Democrats? Things are only controversial because this president won't take criticism of himself lying down. If he stopped responding to critics today, his critics would not stop calling him names. That's because they want him out, either by impeachment, which won't happen, or defeat in the next election. That's their goal, and they will stop at nothing to achieve it. Believe that. I'm Cal Thomas.
6: For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media. P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. My name is Hunter Hayes.
7: I know myself,
8: and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits.
7: I start with one shot
8: to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Summertime is finally here That old
0: ballpark man is back in gear Out on 49 Then I can see the lights School's out and the night's rolling Man, just like the long lost
3: Welcome back to Milberger's garden in South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. Our phone number, 210 308 210 308 We've got a guest right now. Paul Hegel is with us. He he wore that hat, which was nice because I get to remember where he's from. He's with the Men's Garden Club of San Antonio. No, I wanted him to come on and talk about Stuff. They've got an anniversary celebration coming up, and uh, we've had them on before talking. Paul, do you have a, t- a title within the organization? I know you're listed as a contact. I am the
7: uh, 36th president. All right. Oh, so
3: you're the president of the... Yeah, I'm the 36th uh, Oh, president. congratulations. So I'm sorry, Paul. The math,
7: we, We've had people that have been president for more than one term.
3: Yes. How many terms have you been president? This is my third term. Third term, okay. <laughs>
7: but I'm going to give you, it up, and I hopefully it's going to be a lady that's going to be the next president. Oh, oh very right. good. You yeah, got to start would, attending meetings.
3: Of, well, we they uh, they'll they'll vote you in if you start oh, yeah, when absolutely. you don't go to those meetings.
4: That's always one of the first issues. You know, anybody goes to the meeting, a men's garden club. Half the membership are women, and a lot of the leadership are are women, and uh, it's always a mystery to me. Okay. If you bring that up, it's well. Let's move on. It's time to plant tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny that everybody always asks that question. We have our events. Uh, people walk by, and the ladies always put their heads down, and say, "Oh, this is a chauvinist pig organization," you know, men's garden club. But we have to always correct them and tell them why we have that name. And it's because of our legacy. We go back to 1969 when. It was a men's garden club. We were part of the national organization, and we stayed that way until the national organization in 1990 decided that they were going to uh, allow women into the organization. So we picked up on that right away, and that's when we started uh, allowing women to be members, full, full members of the organization.
5: Well, the women were coming anyway with their husbands.
7: Well, they were in charge, no question about it. The husbands were just there to mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. make, a, make an appearance. <laughs> There's no question about that. And uh, we've had some really outstanding women. Uh, we had uh, one president, the first president, uh, Myra Fisher, who passed away last fall. She uh, actually became president in 1995. And uh, we've, we've had... Uh, one other lady president uh that kind of came after her and um now we're looking forward hopefully to having a another lady president so we've had two lady presidents so far well yeah Uh women
4: have played a big role uh i in my uh old age is catching up me the the uh, editor of the Hortable for a lot of years was uh, what was her name? Uh, her husband and she. Oh
7: Thompson, Cynthia yeah, Thompson. Cynthia yeah, Thompson. Cynthia Thompson, and Cynthia's still alive. Oh yeah, and uh, she's back in the area. She was uh, on the uh, East Coast for a while. She just came yeah, back
4: because uh, Cynthia and I worked uh, on the Hortable together, and then she got she worked on. Uh, I remember right. She's uh, with the Master Gardeners at times, too. Or maybe, yeah. I'm not yeah, sure was.
7: Cynthia was part of the Master Gardeners. Or maybe I
4: helping. She, I think she helped us with the publications.
7: Yeah, she did. She did all the hoardables, She put together this directory that's that I brought with me. And, oh,
3: okay. Uh,
7: that type of thing. So she was pretty uh, important in the club and still is. So she's a lifetime member.
3: Talk with Paul Hegel, president. ...of the Men's Garden Club of San Antonio, celebrating 50 years. Uh, congratulations. So give us a review, uh, past and present, if you don't mind.
7: Okay. Well, you know, we go back, as I said earlier, to early 1969 when Dr. Robert Drewers, right. he was the ornamental horticulturist for Bear County, right. issued a news release in, uh, at the Petroleum Center, of all places. That's where they met. And 17 people signed up for a men's garden club. And that uh, was on March 25th, 1969. And we petitioned for the national charter. And on April 17th, 1969, we had our first official meeting. And uh, that was at the Woody Museum. And we met at the Woody Museum uh, several times. uh, And it was interesting, the first meeting... uh, the, the key discussion item was saint Augustine decline disease huh and I, I think it's been declining ever since <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not sure of that now they've got several varieties of course of saint Augustine so uh, they're doing much better and then uh, we kind of continued on for many years and kept on growing in popularity and we've had some really key people that helped us in that regard like uh General Dave Thomas, who uh, eventually, uh, he was a president of the club, and he also started the youth center at the Botanical Gardens, which, uh, the youth garden, I I should say, at the Botanical Gardens.
5: That's Brigadier General.
7: Brigadier General, yeah. You you better be careful.
5: He'll come back and haunt
7: you. (laughs) We've
5: we've
4: estimated that at least 7,000 uh, young young people have participated in that uh, the gardening program. there? Right? Yeah. yeah, and we we know, of course, those of us that have been associated with long time, we know lots of them have come back to uh, revisit. And, mentor, yeah, yeah. and uh, to let let us know and let the other volunteers know uh, how much they've learned and appreciated the the experience they had with that garden. And, in, in fact, research has indicated that uh, uh, young people that get access to uh, gardening instruction and uh, attention on, uh, are allowed to actually have garden uh, do much better in school and are Absolutely. Uh, are, uh, are actually more successful citizens than, uh, than fo- young people that don't get a chance.
7: Well, that's become our main goal in the club even today that we want to promote uh youth gardening and we we do that in several ways um we uh have a we call a mobile children's garden
4: oh how and, cool uh,
7: we take that around to different places and i would even bring it here to Millburgers uh if if uh, they let us do it yeah because it uh, helps you know kids stimulates their interest in gardening we've been in various places and we do we do it at primarily we started it at the home and garden shows. And most recently, we did it at FANIC's, uh 80th anniversary, and uh, we've done it at Home Depot. We've done it uh, several places. And uh, yeah, the person that sort of heads that up, uh, Darlene Bordarski, uh, she, she's uh, the vice president. And uh, I'm trying to hope that she becomes the next president. She's probably listening right now. And yeah, saying, yeah. Don't say that on radio. Don't say that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, we so we're very interested in children's programs.
3: Yeah, I'm just trying to get that ant off your paper. Sorry. All right, two one zero three 210-308-8867. And if we get anybody that wants to ask a question, there we go. Uh, Paul, can can you take a question while you're talking? Oh if you're yeah, still here? absolutely. Cool. All right. So if you have a men's garden club question. You can call us at 210-308-8867. Uh, but Paul is our guest, uh, Paul Hegel, talking about the president of the Men's Garden Club, talking about the, their 50th anniversary, and uh, just a little bit of education on what they've done, what that 50 years has consisted of, and what they do today.
4: Well, I always like to to include, uh, I think I think the man, the Men's Garden Club is an essential part of uh, the water conservation effort that, oh, we, wow. that we've accomplished here in in san antonio uh kind of a it provided a lot of leadership uh one you know i always give credit we had some elected officials that provided leadership we've had industry folks that saw the reality and provided Uh leadership and then we had lots of citizens especially like from the men's garden club that participated and saw the importance and uh the thing that's so different from this city as other cities is that that group co- coalesced and uh, had formed a team and that's well, we've accomplished what uh i'm sure i'm out of date now in terms of but at least 300 say 350,000 more folks live in san antonio but we don't necessarily use any more water than we did in 1980 so it's a and that that you know, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about about the the role the men's garden club played in that, all that leadership and those accomplishments.
7: You've always been interested in that uh, ecology stuff and uh, environmental things, uh, even going back to uh, 1990, and uh, when you became the first uh, continuous article writer for our our newsletter. Has it Hortical. been that long? Oh yeah, it's 29 years this year. Wow, yeah, <laughs> 29 years. Going I, was, I was just going to
4: ask Jerry. No, uh, uh, 1990 talks like it's ancient history. At, uh, <laughs> no, it's amazing. See. What, yeah, see. don't do the math;
3: it'll just 29. depress you. Do oh, not do so
4: the, we didn't even have. We haven't even started the. No, nah, we started where? the
3: show, but yeah. near the turn of the century. No, I don't think. Actually, I think it was before. Anyway. So what else, Paul? What, what, what else? What, else, well, what are some other things, highlights that you're proud of?
7: I'd kind of like to go into some of the things that we do that uh, on an annual basis. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to give you a little ancient history. And That's okay, good, at, good. But more modern, up to date history is, uh, you know, we do various events throughout the year. We have uh, the spring home and garden show. We have the spring bloom presented by saws. We do the judging at the science fair. And this year we were. Uh, this is the 33rd year we've done that, uh, out of their 66-year existence at the science fair, and that's the uh, regional science fair.
4: How many of your members? That that seems. I, it's always a big thing recruiting every year for that. How many do you think generally you, every we year? We usually
7: have eight, eight to ten people yeah. judging, and um, the first uh, person that really got it going was. Uh, Brigadier General Chuck Elia, uh, many years ago, mm-hmm. and um, Chuck is still alive. He's, uh, you know, uh, still mm-hmm. alive. We're hoping that he attends our our uh, anniversary party at, uh, a few weeks from now, a couple weeks from now. And um, but he started, he started that.
4: Uh, that's another uh, activity that's consistent with your youth emphasis.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do that every year, and uh, we, we give away awards to four uh, young people in the junior, two in the junior, two in the senior division. And uh, we usually give them a little bit of mo- We started giving them a monetary reward as well. And um, this year was the first year we did that. But uh, we do a lot of other youth things. We've, we've got, uh, besides the, the children's garden, our mobile garden, you know, we, you know, we've been involved in talking to different youth groups and all that over the history of our club. And uh, we'll continue to do those kind of things. Uh, and um, we're always looking for young people to join the club because uh, they have uh, kids. You know, we're sort of an aging club. When you're 50 years old, you're going to have a lot of older members like myself but we're trying to you know stimulate interest in younger uh families and getting uh, their children involved in gardening as well
4: well and it's you know it's even it's a it's a real opportunity for the families and for the adults and with children young young parents uh but it's also important for our future community that that uh, we have that same kind of performance in the next 50 years from the men's garden club right. there's always all the environmental issues have just started you know we, that, that that we need that leadership and then of course the youth always needs to help
7: anytime you can distract young people from their computers and their <laughs> oh, iphones yeah. and all that you're doing good and that's one another thing that we're trying to do is uh, get young people involved in something other than you know that kind of thing and uh well, I think what's, the parents benefit from it, too.
3: I think you're right. So let's see. What's the best way to, if folks are interested and want to join, is it uh, the, the next best thing to come to a meeting? Is there a project? That's... Yeah,
7: we're an open club. We, okay. uh, we have meetings once a month. Uh, it's, the, you, it's the first Thursday of the month. We just had one on August the 1st, and it was a great meeting, by the way. It, we had a really good speaker. We have speakers at every meeting. Uh, the only time we don't meet is in the month of uh, July, uh, and in june we have a, a picnic instead oh, of a how meeting. neat and uh, in uh, december we have our installation of officers and a christmas party instead of a, a regular meeting so every other month we have a meeting we have good speakers and uh, we talk a little business but most of it's dedicated to speakers and we do show and tell you know where members can bring things in and Show them off, and oh, cool! And that that sort of gets everybody involved. We're trying to—that's another goal we have—is to get our members more engaged. You know, a lot of people sort of come to the meetings and just sit there and don't really get engaged. And we're trying to stimulate interest, and we're doing things like that to get them engaged.
4: Well, luckily for us, over the last fifty years, they were—we had a lot of people engaged, and then becomes another important assignment to get the next 50 yeah years and that's that's
3: the key yeah, of any organization is to go and and put yourself into it you'll enjoy it so much more than just going to a meeting but, but volunteering for a project or finding something that that you like so uh as we as we run out of time a little bit paul was, have you forgotten anything is there anything else you wanted to bring you up Shouldn't
7: What's that?
4: Malcolm. Shouldn't you mention Malcolm?
3: Boy,
7: I was going to mention other people that uh, have been involved with the club. Uh, Malcolm Beck, of course, who has passed away. His wife, Delphine, Mm -hmm. is still a member. Oh, good. And she attends some of our functions. We're hoping to have her there at the next anniversary meeting, which is 23rd. I mentioned General Chuck Aguilera. Manuel Flores was a member, and he was also the editor of our Hortable, which is our monthly newsletter. Charles Bartlett, who's been around uh, our membership for many years. He was, for 10 years, he was a horrible editor. I ran into him at the last meeting. He came to the last meeting. We hadn't seen him for a while. Uh, we had uh, Eddie there. Fanick was a member of Fanick's Nursery. And of course, Mark and Mike are. Uh, I mentioned, uh, well, I didn't mention, but Jerry and Calvin, of course, have always been associated with the club. And they've uh, done great talks to our people and, uh, you know, helped us out a lot. Paul Cox.
4: Sold a lot mm-hmm. of raffle tickets.
7: Sold a lot of raffle tickets. <laughs> We've had Paul Cox talk to us a lot in the past. Of course, he's just passed away. Uh, Bob Webster's uh, been a speaker. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know uh, Spike Ringman, but Oh, yes. He was uh, Gardener of the Year of South Texas. Wow. And he was uh, one of the early members. And, um, of course, David Rodriguez. We're trying to connect uh, with the Bear County uh, Extension Service, and we've done a lot of things together. David and I get along really well. He's, uh, I see him almost every day, actually.
5: Um, I'm sorry time. about that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know that, You know he was an intern to Jerry and I. For- no. oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: They're very proud of that fact.
7: Yeah, well, he's a good guy. He's well, a only good guy. Oh,
4: yeah, when he when he says stuff right and does stuff right, yeah, then, then we he's, say he's our intern. Uh, otherwise, we're silent. On yeah, him just if he's, we don't know him. We, uh, yeah, he's he's is he new
7: in town?
3: Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. great. He's, a, he's a,
7: he helped he's us out this year at yeah. the festival of flowers, which is another event we have every year. Uh, he t- wanted us to do a, a, a children's garden there. Oh, So good. his uh, person in charge of children's gardens and. Our person got together and they did a real nice uh, display, and, and we had a lot of kids show up for that. Uh, oh. So it, it was it was very nice, and he's always ready to help out wherever he can. So, how do folks, if they want more information about
3: uh, Men's Garden Club of San Antonio, they, I'm sure it's okay, online. Okay, we have
7: a website, and it's uh, Men's Garden Club Sa. Uh, dot. Com.
3: I think you're right. Yeah, that's where how I find it was dot com.
7: Yeah. Yeah, we used to have a .org. I don't know what happened there. Somehow it got messed up, and oh, someone okay. took our org thing. But. Yeah,
3: it looks that way. But, yeah, .com. So this one is .com, MensGardenClubSA.com. So
4: here's an opportunity to yeah. in- increase your gardening knowledge, have fun, be associated with uh, folks that uh, like gardening as much as you do, and uh, also get involved in uh, important community projects.
7: Exactly. And we welcome anybody to our meetings. If you don't want to join, that's fine. Uh, we meet at the Oblate uh, Center off of Blanco. Oh, yeah. That's nice. And uh, we welcome anybody.
3: Well, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Paul. Happy anniversary. Thank you Thank for coming by, Paul.
7: Thank you for inviting cool. me.
3: Paul Hegel, uh, president of the uh, Men's Garden Club of San Antonio. And um, so one more quick question, Paul, and okay. then I'll let you go. So how long have you been a member?
7: I've been a member for 15 years.
3: Is that right? Yeah. Why do you like it?
7: I like it because, first of all, it has a military background. Okay. I, I retired from the Air Force after 30 years, and um, a lot of the people in the club are, are ex-military, and I, I enjoy that aspect of it. I like it because we're, we're constantly doing things. We can attend all the events uh, plus, you get free admission to the events. You don't have to pay okay. for those. <laughs> and, uh, Very
3: smart. Paul's one of those economically oriented
5: people. <laughs> there you go. That's what I did in the Air Force for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> did you know Al
7: Banner? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. Cool. All right. So he, I interrupted he, you. He, he, was a, he was a big uh, supporter of the extension uh, uh, service back in uh, when Steve George was here. Yeah. Steve well, loved him. You know... Uh, Warren Short too. You know, oh, that, that's yeah! A,
4: another whole story about the Men's Garden Club <laughs> influence on the creation of the Bear County Master Gardeners. No, oh, yeah. Uh, gosh, it was just without the Men's Garden Club, there wouldn't be any Master Gardeners. That's
7: true. I was going to mention that too. It, it was on my list of things to mention that uh, we actually got involved in uh, 1990 with the uh, creation of the Master Gardeners. That's right. And, uh, that was something that we're very Warren, proud of.
4: Warren and his comi- committee. No. Yeah. I mean, it was like a <laughs> background uh, administrative uh, committee ready for, for whatever, whatever questions we had or organizational activities we needed. Uh, Warren and his committee would right. mobilize and take care of it. That and Military. Uh, well, Paul, I've got, I've got
3: to go to a break. Thank you so much. Uh, Men's Garden Club SA.com. Is that right? Yes. Yes, sir. And I'll send that back to uh, Al at the station if you want to go check it out. Thank you so much for coming up and visiting with us. Thank you great. for
7: inviting me. All
3: right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Thanks, Paul. And uh, toll-free it's 866-308-8867. More of Milburger's Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 Bulverde Road on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. There's always something happening at Millburgers, and Saturday, August 17th, is no exception because it's time for Millburgers' Quarterly Blood Drive. You have stepped up to the plate every time we've asked you to, so we're asking you to, again, to come on out and support Millburgers' Quarterly Blood Drive from 10 a.m. to 1.30. Last time we had a blood drive, we got over 100 units of blood. It was a record, so we encourage you to come on out and be a part of this one. Now, to support the blood drive, Millburgers will offer a $10 gift certificate to every person willing to donate whether you qualify or not, and they'll even give you two $10 gift certificates to the nursery for a dual donation. Plus, everybody that donates will be entered into a $200 certificate drawing, and there'll be two entries for dual donors. My suggestion, go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and register and get an appointment for yourself so you make it quicker. That's the Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, Saturday, August 17th, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m.
2: Your life is an important one. Here at 9 30 a.m., the answer. We want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges, and every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world as truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen. Regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com a.m. The and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a thousand dollar gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com. Keyword Story.
9: If you're age 50- Fifty-nine and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working. Stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com.
0: Goes, and fancy These are a few.
3: and oh, welcome back to we Millburgers Gardening, Gardening in South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, if you're going to enjoy those popsicles uh, on your deck or patio, and it doesn't look the way you want it to, it doesn't look like it did, as good as it did when it was brand new, Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care, well, Barry can help you out. Deck and Patio Care has been doing this since 1985, and Barry is what I call a deck geek. He's a deck nerd. He knows his stuff. He's studied it. He will give you much more information than you've ever wanted, and you'll see his eyes light up when you ask him. So what does that mean to you? He's studied. He's found the best products to use. He knows the best methods and techniques to use to get your deck or patio looking like new. Take a look at the before and after pictures on the website deckandpatiocare.com, dot com, and you'll see great examples of what he's done and how beautiful they look. Find reviews, and you'll find lots of happy people. It's deck and patio care if you're. Uh Looking forward to being enjoying the deck in the fall? Then it's a great time to call them at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or online at deckandpatiocare.com. Give Barry a call, say hello for us, and uh, let him help you out in making that deck absolutely gorgeous. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And Trace is up on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace?
10: I'm sorry, I turned you down. It's there been you a, go. It's been a nice day with the breeze. Yeah, it, uh, it's not very, too humid. Very
3: comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so it feels nice out here. And uh, you were just talking about the tomato plants in the one gallon. We started the show talking about
10: those. Yeah, I think they've grown six inches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of them came in on Tuesday, and I believe they've grown six inches already. I think since je- they've grown six inches just since we started talking about to, it but the
3: beginning this of the show. Okay, yeah. 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 And uh, we uh, mentioned last week, but uh, still this week we have the one gallons uh, on sale. We do. Yep.
10: So all all your normal six ninety nine perennials are uh, on special for I believe four eighteen, and it doesn't. It gets better from there. If they buy five or more, then it drops down yeah. to four dollars a piece.
4: Or mm-hmm. all the perennials and did you say the tomatoes are included?
10: No, no, I did
4: oh. not. I so, the perennials in the one gallon
3: container. The, the so just,
10: examples uh, Lantana, that's got all the butterflies on it right now. Yeah, Pomego, I know. Uh, Gara, which is whirling butterfly, pentas, uh, skullcap, turk's cap, all kinds of salvias, butterfly weeds in there.
4: ruellia, and
3: Tomego.
10: Yeah, that's in there. Mexican heather. There's a lot of good stuff.
3: Got some uh, cool events coming up here. Uh, the blood drive next blood Saturday, drive,
10: yes, and and then I think this is the first time we've ever done the vision.
3: Yeah, the vision uh, screening for adults and kids. By the way, Jerry, we've we've opened it up to you if you want your vision check. Jerry, can you see me?
5: Yeah, here, buddy.
3: We've opened up the vision check to adults. It's oh, the Lions, good. The Lions Club vision checks were always for adults and kids. So now we need a hearing check for Jerry. Yes, we do. I'm going to make that possible. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, that's going to be on the 31st, and these are both at nursery.com That's the same day as the children's gardening class on fall vegetable gardening uh, that Mary is going to do. And uh, uh, you don't need a reservation. Uh, you do need a reservation. You don't need to pay anything. It's free. You just need to RSVP at uh, 210-497-3760. It's as easy as that. What else, Trace? What else is going on?
10: Oh, saw an interesting thing. I was we were doing uh, fruit tree bookings, and uh, okay, I saw plum cot. huh? So I assume it's a cross between a plum and a apricot, and those should be in in January. Huh?
3: Ooh, okay. So
10: something new and different. Um, a lot of uh, interesting things like that uh, become. We, well, we had the TNLA show this week, so I saw a lot of uh, a lot of new plants that are going to be out. Uh, no. There's a new laurel Pedalum that I liked a, a lot. It's not available yet, but it had uh, a pink variga- pink and white variegation along with the uh, oh. burgundy. Okay. So uh, that was that was neat to see all the all the new things and how people are doing other stuff too. So uh, topiary boxwoods. That's going to be a thing for us in January. We're going to have uh, Christmas tree shaped boxwoods and. Uh, maybe I can get those before christmas but uh, like pyramids and uh, uh, pom-poms and spirals all out of done out of boxwood oh okay very neat
3: um let's see i noticed on the uh, website it has the uh, the sale items but uh also talks about something called cloud cover. Is that something you? Yes. Wanna... Um,
10: so that's an anti-transparent. We actually talked about that at Christmas time. I'm not sure yeah, if you remember. Yeah, that's right. No, we did. It, uh, now it, I remember it where. It stops it. sweating. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it can be sprayed on on plants, and it is, plants go through water from evaporation, and they sweat just like we do. So, uh, in a nutshell, it stops them from sweating out the water as fast. Uh, I remember having an employee that was uh, from Arizona. I think is what he said, and his entire job was watering one section of the nursery, but he had to do it four times a day mm-hmm. because of the the uh, extraordinary heat. So they sprayed with uh, with that, and he only had to do it once a day.
3: Very cool. You've also got the uh, the tree watering bags and soaker hoses and water rings. Yes, we do. People are thinking and, about that. And we
10: have tree soakers as well. So it's not just the plain old Jane soaker hose. We've got one that's designed for trees that's only oh. six foot.
3: Oh, and so that's so you that allow you to wrap it? Right. Or? It's got
10: a little Y on there. It's actually pretty cool.
3: Oh, very smart. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. So um, I'm trying to think anything that you're excited about coming in. Oh, and your, um, your
10: unadvertised
3: specials now are advertised.
10: Yes, they at are. dot com. <laughs> they are so uh, we've got caladium bulbs, and these are the biggest bulb on the market. Uh, values to six ninety nine. We've got them for two fifty a piece, and if you buy, uh, uh, I think twenty five, it makes them a little cheaper. Uh, and we also have the bougainvilleas at fifty mm-hmm. percent off, and uh, they they keep filtering out of here. So oh, good, uh, all kinds of sizes. So the hanging baskets all the way to. Uh, big trellis ones, and patio trees. And since you're
3: on the front lines of this kind of stuff, what are uh, folks uh, coming in and asking you questions about?
10: Well, a lot of it is about uh, why are my plants turning brown.
3: Oh, okay. So
10: the bulk of my answers this week for, for that was, you know, we had a cool... Sort of wet spring, mm-hmm. and plants put on a different leaf. Oh, under those circumstances, and the second that the, the that God is not providing the same services with moisture and, and temperature, uh, the plants start to suffer. So they, they've got to water better,
4: or they just adjust. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing to me how quick the how d- defined that. Changes. It
10: happened in like a you yeah. know 10 day period. Yeah.
4: yeah. It had gone gone from. We had below average rain, but not very much below average. And it was such well timed that kept us in pretty good shape. And then mm-hmm. I guess it, it's real tough when you got yeah. 99, 98, 99 degrees, 102 degrees uh, to maintain that. Yeah, time. my
5: grass has turned brown.
10: <clears throat> what about your horse herb?
5: Uh, it's gone, gone.
4: Uh, disappeared. <laughs> he says it'll temporarily come back disappeared.
10: It'll come sure. back. Don't you know,
4: so if you had
3: the soaker hose, you could get your your uh, horse herb to come back. Yeah, probably.
4: Okay. Even even primrose, jasmine, and thoralis are uh, wilting on some sites on but on low soils. Of course, <clears throat> they're not
5: permanently affected, but they no. they'll they they are uh, affected by the lack of rain. Now, and, my... Uh, my, I want to warn everybody to water their citrus trees oh. and uh, fruit trees. We talked about that last week uh, because the fruit that you'll have next year is being formed uh, uh, this uh, the buds, yeah. in, in June, I think we say you June, said. July, yeah. And uh, but I I noticed my Asian jasmine, my water detector over my citrus uh, growing under my citrus is wilted so it's saying you need to need to water citrus. Right. trace we've got about 30 seconds
3: before we get the news what anything else uh no
10: i think that uh, that covers
3: it all right so you can come by and visit with trace or anybody here at mill burgers they've got lots of answers for you you don't have to always you don't you can come from noon to two but if you can't come you can come anytime and they can help you out here at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We're going to take a break. Our phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milburgers Gardening South Texas, coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick and this is 930 AM, the answer.
2: We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer.
3: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Thanks. Hey, uh, this, we mentioned uh, when we are talking to Trace that the blood drive goes on here next weekend at Mill Burgers, And uh, before the blood drives, we always get Natalie on the line to talk about uh, how it works, uh, tips and tricks on uh, making it easy on yourself and why it's so important.
5: I hope she's up to this. Well, you know, last time. You know, time, usually she's kind of. But blase.
3: It's just, yeah, she's kind of, last time I remember i oh, Milton. What's going on? Hi, Natalie. How are you?
8: I'm good, Milton. How are
3: you? <laughs> Fine. And by the way, that's where being facetious again, because Natalie is always high energy and very, very passionate about, uh, in fact, uh, m- helped make the bullet drive a big successful one. I think our most successful one was last month.
8: Yes, it was. We collected a hundred and six units. Oh,
2: Yay!
8: Yes, and that translates. That translates into, um, if I do my Aggie mouth right, that translates okay. into three hundred and eighteen lives. Because every unit of blood that we collect saves three lives. Three, three yeah. lives are saved. So it is so very important for everyone to come out and donate. You know, we're going to be at Mill burgers. They've been wonderful partners with us in the community from 10 to one 30 on Saturday, August 17th. And I will be there. And, Yay. <laughs> and, um, we're asking everyone, um, to come on out, um, you know, we've had some horrific incidents reported these past with um, El Paso and Dayton, oh, Ohio, what's happened in Gilroy, California. And these were just reminders that it is critical to have blood on the shelf before a tragedy strike. And um, this summer, blood centers across the country have been reporting blood shortages and, and supplies are critically low here in South Texas as we mm. And that's a situation that leaves communities vulnerable when a crisis does occur. So, you know, the the need for blood is... We always talk about there's no blood store. Can't call it up and just order it, you know. (laughs) Um, So we're asking everyone if you are feeling good and healthy, okay, and um, you want to come on out to Millburgers, the minimum requirement, just to remind you, is uh, age 16, but if you're 16, you have to weigh at least 120 pounds, and you do have to have a signed parent permission form. Anybody over the age of 16, 17 or older, they only have to weigh 110 pounds, and that's it. And, you know, and just be feeling. You know, we're gonna always ask you, are you feeling good and healthy? Um, if you have. <laughs> Yeah, we're always going to ask you that. Because is there
4: some rule about uh, folks over 70 that are over 200 pounds?
5: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> if, you, if you weigh that twice that much, Milton, yeah. you can. Uh, can you still give? You can give twice as much blood. Okay. There is a dual said, donation. <laughs> yeah, you yeah,
3: can do a dual
8: donation. But the thing is that there's no age limit on donating. We've got a gentleman that comes in religiously. He's about 87 years old, and he's been donating all his life. There's no wow. problem As long as you are feeling good and healthy, you, your blood pressure is in line, you don't have a fever, your iron levels are high enough, you can donate. So we tell everyone, come and donate while you can, because there'll come a time when you can. not And when you need it, it's too late. So we tell everyone also. If you have, if you um, have high blood pressure, or you're type two diabetic, or even if you have high cholesterol, those won't prohibit you from donating. All we ask is that you have those conditions under control. Because again, we're going to ask yeah. you, how are you feeling today? So that's a good that. point. Well,
4: Sorry. there's some there's some prescription drugs too that are are not. Uh, if you're if you're taking those, they're not not allowed to give blood too. Right, well, they do a right.
3: screening, but but um, that, oh, go ahead, Natalie, and I'll and then tell folks how they can do the screening in advance of coming. Okay,
8: so, so just to, 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 to piggyback on what you were saying, yeah, there are certain medications. For example, if you are on any kind of blood thinner, you cannot donate blood. However, if you go to SouthTexasBlood.org, org, that's our website, and you click on the uh, and it will tell you which drugs, if you're on any of these drugs, that would prevent you from being able to donate. They're not a whole lot. So I would strongly suggest if you think that, you know, that may be the case for you to go to SouthTexasBlood.org and click on eligibility. And it will tell you the different drugs. And if you have a specific question and you want to speak to someone, uh, a nurse or a doctor or one of our medical professionals, you've got a couple of options you can either call two one zero seven three one five 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 two two three four, 731 5555 or you can email southtexasblood.org of uh, eligibility so you can do that and if you you know if you have any questions but like, please go to our website southtexasblood.org we've got all the great information there um also, um, if you've had a tattoo or piercing, some people always say, well, you know, I've had a tattoo. That doesn't prohibit you from donating. As long as your tattoo has healed and you got it done in a licensed facility, I will tell you, if you got your tattoo done in your cousin Benny's one, <laughs> garage, one New Year's Eve, <laughs> uh, that doesn't count as a licensed facility. But as long as your tattoo has been healed,
3: um, you, you're good to go. Okay, so that's cool. And then can you go online early? So it's from 10 to 1.30, uh, and you can go uh, make your appointment uh, by going to SouthTexasBlood.org and uh, just follow the links to make an appointment. Uh, they, it looks like they're in 20-minute intervals uh, for whole blood. Um And then, uh, well, I guess talk about the dual donation and talk about what you can do to to save time and to, to make it easier on yourself.
8: Well, thank you so much, Milton. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so we've got some great new features that we have come up with because we listen to our donors. And we're enhancing the process because here's the thing, guys. We've got to get to the donate, not just once, but two times, three times, four times a year. You can really be counted on because we are always in need of blood. We have a new feature, it's called Donor Docket Advance. It allows you to register and it allows you to answer, there's about 58 uh, health questions that you need to answer prior to donating. Now, on the day of your donation, beginning at 12.01 a.m., you can log in to SouthTexasBlood.org, South backslash Donor doc. you click on there, It'll take you, you start the form, you answer the question, and you'll have a QR code at the end of answering the question. And you present that to the donor care specialist, you know, when you come for your appointment. appointment. And the benefit is that it takes about 10 or 15 minutes off of your whole donation experience. Yeah. So what happens is you have that. Now, the donor care specialist still have some questions, medical questions that they have to ask you, and then they're going to do your little mini-physical, which will include checking your temperature, checking your blood pressure, making sure that your iron levels are high enough. Then, once they do that, you move right onto the bed, and the stick itself is only six to ten minutes. So while you're laying there, just filling out, you're saving three lives. Just know that. And then yeah. we give you about 10 to 15 minutes to kind of gather yourself, as my grandmother would say. So we're going to give you cookies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to give you Gatorade. We're going to give you water. We're going to make sure that you're feeling okay. And then you can go back out and uh, go look at some beautiful plants at Millburgers Landscape and Nursery. So
11: And
8: and then doing the double, the dual donation is really cool because that's where you're able to... um, where we're able to automatically separate out red blood cells and we give you back your platelets and your plasma, we get that all back to you. So we're able to get um, two complete uh, red blood cell units from you at that time, and it's an automated procedure and it's really cool, it really is cool. And uh, the procedure itself, that time is probably like 25, 30 minutes just to get that, but it goes to help a couple more people because 65% of all blood transfusions are usually just red blood cells. So we're taking about the same amount of blood volume out, but we're only getting the red blood cells. And so we're giving you back your platelets. We're giving you black, back your plasma, We're giving you back some fluid. So I've had people tell me that they feel even better after they get up from the dual donation because they've all pumped up. The perfect yeah. food, mm-hmm. so they feel good. And I would I, I would strongly encourage. I need to remind everybody: you need to eat really well and drink plenty of water. And I would suggest that you, you, you uh, kind of reduce your caffeine intake for twenty-eight, to, uh, excuse me, twenty-four to forty-eight hours prior to your donation, because caffeine does tend to rob your red blood cells of iron, and it tends to dehydrate you. And we want you to have a really great experience because we need you to donate more than just once. And that's also one of the reasons why we have this Lifesavers Loyalty Program. You know, at the beginning of the call, I told you that summer is a critical time for all blood centers across the United States. It's just a time when we experience severe shortages because we don't have as many people donating, one, because of vacation vacation. Uh, two, we've got kids uh, that are in high school and college who represent about 30% of our donations. They're out. Businesses, uh, you know, they usually have to do hours or they're not having as many blood drives because their employees are on vacation. So we have this Lifesavers Loyalty Program. And from the time of July 1st until September 30th, if you make two or, or three donations, and they can be donating whole blood, donating platelets, do- doing the dual donation. If you do that at least twice during this that July 1st and September 30th, in addition to our thank you gift that we're going to be giving, and just a reminder, Millburgers is given a $10 gift certificate for all those who donate and who attempt to donate. And if you do a dual donation, you get a $20 Millburgers gift certificate. In addition to that, we're <laughs> giving you a uh, two-piece fried chicken dinner with fries, a roll, and sweet peas from Bill Miller.
5: All right. My favorite <laughs> chicken. Jerry's in line now. He's
3: walking over to the...
5: Yeah. <laughs>
8: yeah. So in, in addition to that, uh, Bill Rogers is also giving you an opportunity to enter into a drawing for... <laughs>
12: a $200 meal versus $50. <laughs> yep. So all we're for, dual,
8: go
3: ahead. No, no, no. And so you it just, it just when you donate, you get an entry into
5: it.
8: Yeah. How do you get
5: the Bill Miller chicken?
8: Yeah, we get the Bill Miller chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the Bill yeah. Miller chicken. So, yeah, so yeah. You, wait. you
5: have to donate three times.
8: No, you just don't once. have to but to, you just back to get to get that you just donate once. But I'm saying the life server coding. So in addition to that, if you make another donation between the July first and September thirtieth, you will also receive a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. As wow. long as you do donations in between July first and September thirtieth. So all the people who come out on on August seventeenth if they come out and do a whole blood donation eight days later they can turn around and do what we call a platelet donation because platelets are those things you know those things that cause your blood to clot and when you're fighting cancer when you get in a trauma you need lots of platelets platelets only last five days on the shelf so we're always in need of those platelets also so we uh, would encourage you that if you can give whole blood and then turn around um, a week or so later and donate platelets, that's two donations within that period of time. That'll get you an additional twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card, and that's our lifesavers loyalty program. Because when do been, you
5: get the bill? When do you get the Bill Miller chicken? The
8: day that you. Don't- the Bill Miller's Chicken yes. is the day that you donate. So on August 17th, when you donate, you're going to get the two-piece fried chicken dinner with tea plus your $10 um, Mill Burger's Gift Certificate. Oh, and I see. Mill yeah. Millburgers bar- hey. Gift Certificate yeah. if you do a dual donation plus that entry into the drawing for a $200 Millburgers Gift Certificate. So, forget, forget that.
5: I just
3: want the chicken. Yeah, he's you can tell he's laser <laughs> focused on just one thing. <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much. They can go to uh, southtexasblood.org to make their appointments for uh, uh on Saturday too, and that'll save them some time as well.
5: And everybody That's-
3: get some chicken. And
8: you know what? And save some lives. So you get yep.
3: some chicken and save some lives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you yeah, so Jerry. Very forget much, the <laughs> Natalie, we'll see you next Saturday, okay?
8: All right, then. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. All right. That's, again, for more information for all the links. She does a great job.
5: She's encouraged me. She get. has. It's okay. Uh, I eat Bill Miller chicken after every show. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, my. Okay.
4: That's uh, the highlight of yeah, your uh, week. That's,
3: yeah, yeah. That's, why has, that's the only reason he comes to the show, so <laughs> afterwards he can have the Bill Miller chicken. There you go. All right, so we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Uh, 210-308-8867. Uh, 210-308-8867. For more information on the blood drive or anything that we talk about here, go to dot com. Back after this on 930 a.m., this is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. There's always something happening at Millburgers, and Saturday, August 17th is no exception because it's time for Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. You have stepped up to the plate every time we've asked you to, so we're asking you to, again, to come on out and support Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive from 10 a.m. to 1.30. Last time we had a blood drive, we got over 100 units of blood. It was a record, so we encourage you to come on out and be a part of this one. Now, to support the Blood Drive, Millburgers will offer a $10 gift certificate to every person willing to donate, whether you qualify or not, and they'll even give you two $10 gift certificates to the nursery for a dual donation. Plus, everybody that donates will be entered into a $200 certificate drawing, and there'll be two entries for dual donors. My suggestion, go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and register and get an appointment for yourself so you make it quicker. That's the Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, Saturday, August 17th, 10am to 1:30 PM.
6: What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow for the next couple of days for a week, a couple of months, a year. Your life is
2: an important one. Here at 9 30 a.m., The Answer. We want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world as truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. At 930 30 a.m. The Keyword
6: Story. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now, here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas.
1: These days, even a presidential visit to the victims of mass shootings are not free of controversy. Politicians who would have attacked President Trump had he not gone to Dayton and El Paso attacked him because he did. Joe Biden, who wants to take his place and unravel the economy with higher taxes and more regulations, blamed the president for, quote, the carnage. Who did Biden blame for all the murders that occurred during his and Obama's administration? Who's responsible for the continuing shootings and murders in Baltimore and Chicago, the homeless in Los Angeles and the filthy streets in San Francisco, all run by Democrats? Things are only controversial because this president won't take criticism of himself lying down. If he stopped responding to critics today, his critics would not stop calling him names. That's because they want him out, either by impeachment, which won't happen, or defeat in the next election. That's their goal, and they will stop at nothing to achieve it. Believe that. I'm Cal Thomas.
3: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. And let's see, we got Tom on the line at 210 308 8867. Hey there, Tom. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. How are you doing? Well, Tom, you got to turn your radio down for us, okay? I love it no to problem. be able to say that. There we go. What's going on, Tom?
11: Well, I put some zoysia grass in about three years ago. Finally, this year, it really was looking lush and nice. And uh, then about a week ago, I noticed one spot about six feet long, three or four feet wide, was starting to look yellowish and looked like you had just been walking on it too much. Uh, And the rest of the grass looked fine. Now, within the last two or three days, it's just really spread out through the grass. I'd say probably a good 60% of it now is affected, and it's got some of the grass is the blades have just gotten, just gotten skinny. The length of them is the same, but they're about a third or a quarter as wide as they had been and uh, as, as the um, healthy grass is.
5: Yeah, do you what? see? Do you see any brown? In other words, uh, uh, do you see blades that are dying and and uh, still attached to the main stem?
11: Yeah, there's there's uh, that initial area is kind of yellowing a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, I did put uh, last night. I didn't know what to do, and I looked around on the internet, and I went and bought some fungicide and Good. put that on it last night. I don't what did know you buy? Um, it was a liquid fungicide that I had to uh, mix with water and spray on it. Um, okay.
4: But it was labeled, labeled, for the label. the, labeled for the grass?
5: Uh-huh. There's that one called that, F-Stop would probably help you with that. Now,
11: where, I, I, where did was have, I did have a uh, lawn guy, maintenance uh, guy put on some mulch because I, you know, wanted to get something on there. He didn't, I, I asked him for the three or four-in-one uh, lawn dressing. He recommended something from Burning Bush called mulch or uh, molasses dressing.
5: Lord I had have him,
11: mercy. I had him well, put I want- that on, and I'm, I'm wondering if that molasses maybe uh, didn't turn bad or something. I don't know. Mm.
4: I think it just probably no impact. Now, where where is that that area? Now, I had zoysiagrass for a number of years, two varieties. What variety is this?
11: Uh, I don't know. I bought it at Dell uh, Dell Nursery. Was it is a
4: thick blade, or is it? It's not emerald, or is Meyer, or kind of kind of
11: sounds familiar. Emerald is, is a
4: real tiny little. Based on your what you're talking about, where it got thinner, I would think it'd have it'd be uh, one of the probably. Is it in the hottest part of the lawn?
11: It gets the uh, the morning sun. It's in the front yard, which gets uh, totally morning sun. Uh, there's no yeah. There's one one little tree, so it's uh, pretty exposed until late in the afternoon.
4: Yeah, now. Uh, when the weather like this, uh, after, when and my my zoysia, when weather like this came, I could always tell where the where the compacted soil was, where there was rock underneath, with the hottest part of the lawn because that first reaction, uh, you know, they the, the, the zoysia grass does best if you had six inches of a nice soil under there, but. I never did, and and so I had put up with that. Try yeah. try an experiment. Uh, uh, try wa- hand watering there, and see. Did you try that to see if it was? It's just a. Is that uh, first uh, the most sensitive that, area of the lawn to to heating up and drying out?
11: That's what I did night before last before I put the. Uh, um Fungicide on. I put a water sprinkler just in that one that first spot that I noticed. Left it on it at, at night. It was probably nine to ten o'clock at night for an hour, and Good. that didn't didn't seem to have any effect on it.
5: No, it's not going to have an immediate
4: effect. Yeah. So so far, um, but then then the other thing. Listening, I was thinking rust. We generally saw rust in the fall. That's what Jerry, I think, was asking. Yeah. F spot. F spot. Yeah. Um, but I, I would get the, I would get rust in the fall on my mire and, uh, you would get that little, little, uh, rusty, uh, deposits on the back of the leaves, but generally didn't, it didn't turn anything brown.
5: Yeah. How often are you mowing?
11: Um, pretty, pretty close to weekly.
5: Okay. A lot, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of times that we're coming out of, out of a rainy spell, mm-hmm. where re- the zoysia and all the all the grasses really grow fast, but Bermuda especially. Well, should uh, the zoysia
11: be should zoysia be mowed low or uh, carpet grass? I've always let grow high, right. uh, mowed it at the li- highest level. But zoysia, I don't know.
4: Where's low? Mowed it. Two, inch, two low? inches. Two inches yeah 2 okay. inches is good
11: um yeah. i
4: I'd, I'd be real i think you've done uh what you need to you know it's either a fungus or but i i kind of suspect it's a reaction to the uh, to this heat and uh so con- well, you know i would recommend that, that you can
11: what do you think about that molasses mulch that uh- they recommend
4: it. I, I, see, I wouldn't put any... I would never put mulch on a... on a. Uh, well, I guess I'd top dress with compost in the it, uh, spring when well, it was dormant. Yeah,
11: it's not mulch. It's not mulch. I, I misspoke. It's compost. It's a double... They called it a double-grind compost. Uh, uh, think about it.
4: Well, I don't think it hurt anything. No. Yeah, okay. it's just, you know, it's just got... Uh, it's got a limited amount of nutrients in there, and, and it's an organic, so it doesn't hurt anything. I I don't think it's uh, I don't th- yeah I don't think it's the cause unless there was something in the in the app- application. You know, you applied something else with that same piece of equipment. Is there any kind of pattern yeah. to it? Was it? Uh, you, did you say it was rectangular? Or was it soft edges?
11: It uh, it's it's hit different areas too. It's not it's not just spreading out from one spot. It it uh, started in one spot, but then other spots popped up in different different areas.
4: Uh, Boy, that sounds like that just sounds to me like a a weather uh, reaction to the that drying out. Kind of hit hit the point. Now do your. yeah, to continue your experiment with your watering. I, I generally just do. a i would pick a, some areas and just hand water. uh But you can do your sprinkler will, will work fine. And that out that hour, um, you know, every other day for a while. Now, if it doesn't respond in a week, then that's probably not it. Yeah.
11: Well, we're and out in Diamond your Ridge, and there. we we only had a couple of inches of soil underneath the. Uh, underneath the grass so maybe it's just the heat stress
4: uh i think so boy i think so yeah it just sounds just like my
5: my lawn that i had don't do that molasses anymore
11: okay i'll do a regular three or four in one
5: lawn yeah dressing. right
4: yeah in the spring though yeah
5: in the spring
11: all right, right. all right
4: hey let, all right. A, let us know uh when you get some kind of a change or reaction to your treatment okay,
11: okay. Okie doke. Thank you all. Thanks, Thanks a bunch. Thank
5: you for calling. Yeah, it's a good, you, good you, question.
3: Bye-bye. You take care of that. I'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Mary called but didn't want to be on the air, and she wanted to know if it's too early to plant spinach.
5: Yes. yes.
3: Wow, you all didn't even take any time on that
5: one. <laughs> no,
3: you just can't. You can't well, let me plant. ask Let me ask you two different ways. <laughs> a transplant, it's too early. Is it too early to plant by seed? Yes. Okay.
4: Well, that's one of the issues with spinach. You really, it's not practical to, that one, one of the reasons we have the transplants is that it's all, it's all yeah. impossible on the timing with oh, the seed. Oh, to get the seed.
5: And the interesting thing about it, when uh, the grower started, uh, the c- commercial plant grower started growing spinach transplants, uh, he, couldn't get, he couldn't get them up early either. Even in oh, a greenhouse, wow. huh? So that you you you've got to have cooler cooler nighttime temperatures. Oh, okay.
3: So yeah, which you, we're not having, Milton. We are not. No, no, no. You're right. <laughs> in case you haven't <laughs> noticed, haven't, I've noticed. Franklin's on the line, going to help us out with a uh, comment on that. Soja at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Franklin. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today?
12: Hey, you fabulous people. How are you doing? Good. It's What's going on? The well, uh, you, you needed. To, you were telling that guy. Well, you know, you need to look at this fungus product. D- 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 tell him to dig a hole in the in in the place where it. You know, just dig it up. Dig a, a small hole. See how deep soil is, because I'll bet you anything. There's a rock or something or uh, an area where the soil didn't get deep enough. And then he can work with it over time, uh, you know, uh, with compost or, or top dressing to uh, get the soil up to where the soil to that problem. That's
4: yeah, he mentioned that He mentioned yeah. that he's got a, two inches of soil, yeah. which means he's going to have he's going to have more, yeah. at, unless it starts raining pretty quick.
12: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. So. And, and 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 also uh that molasses compost that he put on uh, the yard. Uh you're right, it's not going to hurt anything. Uh the molasses, however, that's really good. You got something that's uh, cold sensitive because it'll uh, it'll give you about 10 degrees of cold tolerance. But zoysia is pretty cold tolerant grass if I'm not mistaken. That grows.
5: Absolutely. They, they grow zoysia mm-hmm. all the way to Kansas.
4: Well, they grow it all the way to uh, Manitoba. Yeah.
12: Thanks, Franklin. Yeah, thanks for calling, Frank. It's hey. You good to hear from care. you again. Yeah, you too. You're hey, breaking up a little are you bit. Now I've been too busy. What can I say? <laughs> okay, soon, man. Bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, 210 308
3: 8867. 210 308 8867.
5: Look yeah. what I got in the mail, Melton. Hey, you got your newsletter. You remember last week I was talking about... Yeah, you see... <laughs> I hadn't gotten my newsletter yet. Well, now So what's in it this the time, August, August newsletter. Yeah. And they got a, a nice picture of Bougainvilleas on the front. I bet that's pretty on the Internet. Yeah, I can go find out at BillBurgerNursery.com. There you go. And uh, they, they've got a nice little write-up on Bougainvilleas. And... Uh, Let's see, Calvin Finch, bougainvilleas are cyclic in their bloom with about a six-week period of color followed by three to four weeks without flowers. Bougainvillea requires full sun to perform best, and it appreciates being root-bound. Think you wrote that, Calvin?
4: Yeah, it does sound like something I'd write. <laughs> I don't, I think we haven't, may, Jerry, maybe we haven't emphasized bougainvilleas in I think normal years we do emphasize a little yeah. bit. I guess maybe this uh the summer snuck up on us.
5: Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh like I said they uh it was it last year last year they froze back. Uh the ones that were growing in the ground. Froze back. And the ones that weren't protected. Uh we also have a uh a write-up on perennials for South Texas landscapes and uh, perennials are plants for the landscape that live more than one year. Most of the perennials that we rate as desirable offer color for the landscape. The advantage of decorating your landscape with perennials is that they're relatively permanent and they are generally easier to care for and use less water than annuals that's a, that's a quote from me by mm-hmm. oh
4: that's pretty <laughs> it could have could have been from any of us no, Yeah, right right it's a uh, thing we believe in
5: i i uh i tell people <laughs> uh, the uh, and they they list some uh good perennials uh phenix flocks uh, and uh gosh that Fannix flocks I had planted
4: it last year. It's come back this year, it's just been spectacular, oh yeah, it's good. I can still you know even with all this heat, you can smell that wonderful fragrance. Yeah, yeah yeah
5: uh at, well I tell people at this time of the year when it's a hundred degrees day and night uh you can either come to Millburgers. Or you can go drive around neighborhoods and see what's blooming. You yeah, know, you smart. know. I, t- I tell the story of uh, how we how we came up with Esperanza and firebush. Yeah, we went to hell to see what was blooming. <laughs> that's Laredo in August, and <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Instanel in August. But uh, that's all that's blooming. In Laredo, in August, if if you haven't watered or given it shade or something, that. Yeah. Like. and uh, that's what's blooming in the nursery. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can add uh, thrialis. They got some beautiful thrialis blooming out there. Lantanas. A lot of people are moving out with them and lantana, and uh, that fire bush there on the on the ground there, uh in, in between the. Rolling benches, uh, it's in full bloom.
4: Yeah, that's a that'd be a great one just to move it intact to your patio for the hummingbirds. Oh
5: yeah, and uh, I saw a hummingbird here a while ago. By the way, while you were talking on the radio, and uh, he was over with the salvias. But uh, I had some questions. Yeah, plant questions in the in our newsletter, which you can get. Free of charge at millbergernursery. nursery.com or call
3: them at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero.
4: it you get it by snail
3: mail or yeah, you get it yeah, by, I get either, mine by you, mail. Yeah, regular mail or I have it emailed to you. It's in color on the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna go look at it now.
4: Why or you? you can pick one up here at Millberger. Come yeah. on out, get your yeah. first copy
5: and sign up. Yeah, good idea. It said uh, the plant question this week, uh, I'm confused about deadheading annuals and perennials. Are you supposed to take just the flower head or cut all the way down to the stem? Uh, The answer is the purpose of deadheading is to prevent the setting of seed. With annuals in particular... We pluck off, deadheading, the spent flower bloom, thereby making it bloom again. It doesn't matter how this is done, as it is really a matter of aesthetics. So, so whatever looks good to you. In so it doesn't words, matter
4: what angle you cut it. No, not not how sharp anger. your tools are. <laughs> I always get a little kick out of that, you know, where, where we'll have a full <laughs> article... Uh, on deadheading, you know, yeah. when, when, usually one sentence will
5: take care of it. <laughs> the uh and as far as cutting back into the stem on zinnias, I think you just pop the pop the uh bloom off, don't you Calvin? Yeah, yes. Now it's have you ever grown any zinnias? I've grown a few, yeah. Oh, okay.
4: I let <laughs> a few uh <laughs> I've let a lot of them go to seed, even, because that's the... Even with sinews, that's desirable, too, because the birds love them.
5: Yeah. Well, how... If the the bloom dries up, yeah, it gets, uh, you know, wilts and dries up, if you bring... If you pop the head off and throw it on the ground, that seed will mature, won't it? Yep.
4: Yeah, well, if if the head is... You always now if you're going to needs
5: to be completely brown,
4: um, no. Because if you want you want it to to uh, rebloom, you want to get it pretty early. You don't want a lot of brown. You just want okay. to start. Okay. Because because you also have you'll have the the stems will start to brown too. Right. Early. Right. So that once you let that browning uh, get too far along on the plant, usually your plant you'll have. Six blooms on there, and you might have two that are brown, and then a, a bunch of other ones. That's still, that's still good. But yeah, you got to. Uh, uh, with zinnias, you uh, want to go ahead and be pretty savage if that's what you want to stimulate. Yeah, cut them
5: back. Uh, no, the second question was: uh, I keep my ever-blooming hibiscus in a pot on my screened porch. It produces lots of buds, but many of them are falling off before they are fully developed. What am I doing wrong? Of course, the obvious question is... (laughs) Yeah, the the answer is, (laughs) by ever-blooming hibiscus, I imagine they mean Chinese hibiscus, the, the one with the shiny leaves. Hibiscus buds abort because of too much shade. And primarily damaged by the small insect called thrips.
4: Yeah. You, you kind of imagine with a screened-in porch, it's also got a roof.
5: Yeah, right.
4: So you either just get morning sun or afternoon sun. hmm That's even filtered more with the, the roof and the s- screens.
5: Yeah, give the, give the plant as much light, at least 8 to 10 hours of direct sun daily.
4: And they're they're remarkably uh, tolerant of of the heat too. Again, if you, yeah. as long as you water them.
5: Yeah. Uh, feed feed often with hibiscus food and spray with an insecticide. That should stop the bud drop. Uh, he, I, I doubt if it thrips this late in the year.
4: Yeah, I've got a... Well, I, we
5: you to have thrips early in the spring.
4: I've got a firebush that looks to me like I still have thrips on it for some, you know, which is kind of strange, too. 100 and, 102 <laughs> degrees with <laughs> thrips.
5: What are the leaves crinkling?
4: Yeah, and the blooms. And the blooms? Yeah. It Or, you know, almost looks like uh, if it was a rose, you might think it was a virus or
5: something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Don't yeah. start a virus among the yeah.
4: firebush. But I noticed that some of the new blooms are, are intact. But still, I'm still a little leery of it because it's, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't done the performed as well as these. Yeah. And this time of the year, they should be a, they should be blooming, and the bloom should be full size. Oh
5: yeah. Is that the the old, very, the one from Laredo?
4: Yeah, that's a very old one. I don't know, must be twenty years
5: old. Yeah. Okay. One of the first ones. But, uh, anyway, they got a lot of good stuff in, yeah. and in you, the newsletter. And here, I'll show you, just because you asked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is online. At
3: Bougainville is in color on the, online. Yeah, and uh, it's easy. It's just giving your email address if you want to have it emailed to you there. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah that's spectacular.
3: And uh, all kinds of good questions and articles, go to nursery.com Hey, uh, I also want to tell you that next Saturday, we hope to interview... Tony Gatone, who is the author of the lifelong garden, gardener, garden with ease and joy at any age. So she's got. Uh, is she an old woman? Uh, here. Uh. <laughs> she coming. looks like
4: she's about our age, Jerry. Yeah,
3: probably so. Yeah, so uh, I thought I thought you'd appreciate this. This is the first thing I opened up to. Calvin's already read a little bit and likes it,
5: and <laughs>
3: it's, I found it interesting. So this is the first thing with the. Uh, Pl- letter ladder
5: and looking up looking at the up plum at, tree.
3: Yeah, with the um, caption, I know I shouldn't be getting on that ladder. Uh. <laughs> I've heard more people tell me stories about ladders and falling, and yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. So well, we're gonna find out, but it's not about not, not getting on ladders. It's about little tips and tricks and things. And you talk about the transitions. you yeah. can
4: Yeah, like, from- the cool thing is that the it seems like every issue is. Uh, what do I have to do to keep
3: yeah. gardening, or yeah. what?
4: What can I do to accomplish this when I can't can't uh, work out in the sun anymore for six hours straight? So that's that's what uh, looks pretty exciting to me. So if you've
3: got questions for her, well, we've never done this before. You can think of them. We'll try to answer them on the air, but we'll be talking to her. But you can email me at uh, Milton at. SalemSanAntonio.com, Milton at SalemSanAntonio.com, and yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll, we'll ask them uh, for you. Um,
4: Well, you can do like Jerry does on his research team, recruit uh, volunteers to, to help you. Yeah, yeah.
3: I bet (laughs) you didn't think of that. I bet. bet (laughs) Actually, actually, yeah. I was going to say. I bet there is somebody. Yeah, yeah, actually, she does.
4: Yeah, she does. I think.
3: Uh so apparently, she's your idea has been stolen. There you go. Alan is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Alan, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today?
12: Well, so I planted some pumpkin seeds, and they came up and everything, and they're growing. But whenever the hot sun hits, and they look wilted even though they're wet, i was just wondering what's going on.
4: Yeah, that that that's the issue with pumpkins. Uh, the, well, on the up up there in the Panhandle, they'll grow because the nights are cooler. Mm-hmm. But here, they 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 can deal with a sunny day, hot day, but they can't deal with that <laughs> hot. We went through this, uh, Jerry and I are familiar with this. So that we went through this with Steve Brown. He, he couldn't believe that it was, couldn't be. Because he had one year he had in his compost pile a pumpkin came up and produced one one fruit. So we spent <laughs> two years trying to develop. Talk him out of and, it. and trying to get a crop to grow. But, but that, yeah, that's the issue. The combination, you can grow them here. When we don't need them in the spring, yeah, but uh, or you can grow them late in the fall, and you'll miss
5: Halloween. So yeah, when we okay. have, when we when we used to have the uh, South Texas Vegetable Day Show, uh, back in November, uh, there'd always there's one one family that uh, grew pumpkin-like fruit. I say that in memory of Doctor uh, Roland Roberts, because he always said they weren't pumpkins; they were squash, some Ooh. type of squash.
11: So but I anyway, that, any, I probably won't get any fruit then.
4: Nope, not not <laughs> not until late later than you want it, or you'll get a little bit, and it'll be kind of uh, uh, not not have any
5: size to it. Yeah, what's what size? What point? What variety was it? Do you remember
11: uh, Jumbo I, I think
13: uh.
5: Jumbo no <laughs> you go you got, I tell you what you want to do if you want some p- pumpkins get a, get some more seed of a medium to small size pumpkin okay oh. and also get uh, also get some that are uh, they call them uh, like jack B. little the they're they the, the small gourd is what they are, but they look like a, a baby pumpkin. And they'll they'll have some fruit somewhere
4: Yeah, and you can those that you've planted, you can let go and see what happens. It's always an interesting experiment, and maybe the weather will turn around and you could get something. Because every that that's every few years, some folks will have them grow just like Steve Brown did mm. in their compost pile and. <laughs> And prude, and then you think, ah, oh, man, I've hit on it now.
5: Yeah, don't don't plant those other seed that you get until uh, this heat wave breaks, maybe the end of August. And oh, okay. uh, go ahead and plant the, those smaller pumpkins, which are shorter in maturity, so you might might get a pumpkin. But uh, what what usually gets the problem you have with pumpkins at this time of the year, you, you the the seedlings especially, is you keep yeah. them too wet. You, you, you they wilt. You wet them, and they eventually rot. Oh. Uh, oh that's, so that's, you, that's you you yeah. You want to keep them moist, and uh, don't water unless they are wilted the next morning. They were they can wilt. In the evening, uh, same way with uh, any other plant, but don't water, if they're moist, until they're wilted the following morning.
11: Okay, great. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for your guidelines. Appreciate it. Yeah. You bet.
5: Thanks let us know yeah, let us
4: know how it goes. Yeah, we want to hear about okay. the pumpkins. We know how okay. it's gonna go. We don't know how it's
3: gonna uh. go. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. All right, we're gonna take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight. 67. Still plenty of time to answer your gardening questions. Give us a call, 210 308 8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9 30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Milburgers, and Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Milburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11, and it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids, so you can guess. It's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210 497 three, seven, six, zero. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings, for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillBurgerNursery.com Nursery.com. It was the
13: summer of 1960 when as a young girl, I rode the Rocket, that wooden roller coaster at Playland Park. Remember? It was off-Broadway Cost from the Buttercrust Bakery. You know, we took field trips to that bakery. I've never forgotten the sick feeling I had in the pit of my stomach when I rode that coaster. Gosh, it's been almost 60 years. Do you ever get that sick feeling in your stomach when there's a market drop? Will you have time to recover from the loss before you retire? The ups and downs of the stock market roller coaster could cost you thousands. I'm Robin Hoppes with Big State Financial. Let us show you how to protect and grow your retirement savings no matter what the market does. Call today, 210-373-6000, and let us help you ensure a comfortable retirement. Here's that number again. Write it down and call me, 210-373-6000, or go to my website. It's the name of my company, BigStateFinancial.com. That's BigStateFinancial.com. Hi.
14: This is Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialized in sealing all types of weathered decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebble stone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822 9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebblestone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822 9147. Investment
13: advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group.
14: This is Larry Elder, and
4: I'd
6: like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments.
4: It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot
6: Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of PAX Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at PAX Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many.
2: Call us today and learn more at paxfinancialgroup.com.
1: PAX Financial Group, investing in your life.
3: burger's garden in south texas on 9 30 a.m the answer where al is keeping you cooler with uh, cool songs i'm milton glick along with dr jerry parsons and uh, dr calvin finch still have uh, plenty of time left to give us a call but i gotta be quick at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867
5: people are still shopping out here we've got a yeah. lot of people shopping no, a lot of
3: folks uh, they're getting. They're taking advantage of that one-gallon container sale. They've got the lantana, yeah. and uh, we've got other folks. Let's see what, their, their, what they're. What are they looking at? I can't tell. From I got to put my glasses back.
4: But uh, they were asking about uh, lantana, and uh, that's one of the uh, premier deer-proof plants. And then the article, article in Express News today, was about uh, deer-proof plants. Oh, good. Plants. Yeah, good point. And uh, also, we talked about. Uh, Get
5: rubbing rubbing
4: yeah I, I haven't noticed that before Jerry the all the rubbing that's taking place on Esperanza and mm-hmm. Texas mountain laurel and Thoralis and
3: oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. someone's taking a picture
4: smile <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah when, when they rub on those uh, shrubs like that you you get Kind of a broken plant. Instead of just the vascular system is wrong, yeah. you get. But but the good news is it usually is not a any kind of permanent effect. You just trim it. Okay. Trim it back and uh, it'll come come back fine.
5: See who they took the picture of, Melton. What's that? Me. Oh, I saw that. Did she take a picture of you? No, no. just you, but Calvin. No. no. No, just just Jerry.
4: I think there was some kind of a, a reward out for
3: Peter. <laughs> we found him quick. Yeah, uh, click f- email <laughs> now. If you,
4: if you get a if you get a if you uh, see somebody this, following you at all times. Yeah, you if go. you
3: see this man, text a picture of him, <laughs> him in location too.
5: Uh, Calvin mentioned the article in today's paper, Mhm. and he's uh, uh, he also uh, gave uh, Plant Answers a good. Uh, good uh listing as uh, as com- containing a listing of uh plants that uh are are had been deemed as somewhat uh uh deer resistant and he also gets Forrest appleton yeah Forrest uh as a being a contributor to plant answers who lives in Hollywood park uh
4: which is a bit of a testing ground. Yeah,
5: the, uh, that, that's our testing ground. Uh, I used to laugh and tell people uh, we we used to test plants in parks, front yard, and uh, it got so when I came into Hollywood Park with a <laughs> truckler, the deer would come in behind me there in the truck
4: just like people that yeah. feed them together. yeah yeah
3: all right well we're gonna take a break for today but we're back tomorrow from noon to two here at millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy road and you can hear us on the answer